Welcome to the Solstice Space Podcast. I'm Dawn Hafner, and I put this podcast together as a place for us to come together, work on our soul, connect to ourselves, to experience meditation, growth, and have deep conversations about how our spirituality, our soul path, our journey is played out in life, in work, and in our relationships. So I hope you'll join me for some meditations and some interesting conversations. Have a wonderful day full of presence. And remember, we simply can't do this without you. You're more important than you can ever, ever know. Hello, everybody. It's Dawn from the Solstice Space Podcast. I just want to jump on here and tell everybody about a few things that are going on. So first of all, where to find me online is my name on my website. So it's Dawn M. Hafner. So it's D-A-W-N-M-H-A-F as in Frank, N-E-R.com. And on there, you can join the mailing list so you'll get updates on all the classes and offerings. I'm starting to teach at Inner Space in Des Moines. So we have a mindset and energy class that's coming up in September and October. So if you want to get on the email list, we send out information on that. And then we also just have updates every so often on the email list of what's coming on the podcast and who we're talking to. Make sure that you join the email list so you can stay connected. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I have a special guest with me today that I think you guys will be so excited to hear her story. So I hope that you guys are ready for an interesting journey. And I have Janie Kokakis with me today from Flow Body. Hi, Janie. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. First off, Dawn, I have to acknowledge you because what you're doing on so many different platforms is like amazing and so inspiring and You've brought so many things to our local area, but also to like so much more. So it's just what you're doing is amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm having so much fun. I I know that's the fun thing to see is like, you're like, it's just glowing and like, yeah, your energy is always there. Yeah. I just love what I'm doing and I only do it because it's fun. So yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Janie and I know each other a little bit, um, locally in Panora, Iowa, Mm -hmm. and we met through working together at Reshape Fitness Studio here in Panora that is, we have yoga and spin, and then Janie does her flow body classes here, so that's how we met each other. So tell me a little bit more. You guys are just in the middle of a really big launch, so tell me what's going on in your business with flow body. Yes. So we just rebranded to flow body, originally yoga flexor, but we just launched, well, we finished our Kickstarter. Um, and then now we're in the process of getting all of our Kickstarter backers, all their flow body gyms, which is super amazing and super fun. And like, so cool to see people starting to work out with them. Awesome. Awesome. That, so people are going to want to know more about Kickstarter, but we can, we can table that maybe for a little bit later. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to hear about that journey. And I love that you said they got their Kickstarters and they're exciting because sometimes that happens to me where I fund one. And then I almost, um, I'll think about it months later and I'm like, where are those, you know, fruit saving Tupperwares that I paid $200 for? And then, yeah, just kind of wondering what's going on in the project. So keeping everyone updated. So you just got kind of, this is generation two of the product. Yep. So to kind of explain the product, because it's super, it's kind of hard to explain, Mm -hmm. but it's a, so it's a travel gym. Mm -hmm. It's a yoga mat 
and connected to the yoga mat is like a foam roller. Mm -hmm. And then running through that are resistance bands. And then you can put weights or hand straps on them. And then it all rolls up into like the size of a yoga mat. Awesome. Yeah. So tell me the story. I know a little bit of it, but tell me the story about how this got developed. Yeah. Like, how did you think of this? What, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't me. It was my husband. He's always, we've been together since high school. So he's always been like innovative and inventing different things. Mm -hmm. And I was always the person that was like, come on, let's just Mm -hmm. shove it to the side. Mm -hmm. But it was six weeks after we had our son and I had gotten cleared to work out. And I mean, we worked out every single day together. Mm -hmm. My water actually broke, like going to the gym. Oh my gosh. But then it was like that thing where you just like, can't leave your newborn. Oh yeah. But you're also beating yourself up for not working out. Yes. And so it was just constantly, and he was so sweet, Anthony, my husband, Mm -hmm. um, he would go to like all the stores and buy yoga mats, resistance bands and weights. So that way I would work out. And I did. Mm -hmm. But at the time, we were living in like a super small condo. Mm -hmm. And leaving it sprawled out was like not an option. Mm -hmm. But I did. I wasn't Mm -hmm. in the right place to pick up after myself Mm -hmm. or anything. Well, of course. And so he stubbed his toe on one of my weights one time. And he rolled up the yoga mat, shoved the weights in there, and was like, would you use this? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean would I use that? Uh So then like he spent hours in Home Depot developing the prototype. And then from there, we launched our first Kickstarter and it's kind of off to the races. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's like inventors are so interesting to me to think like how they maneuver through the world and see things that yeah. others don't. So much differently. In terms of, you know, well, we could do this and this is something that hasn't been created, but is needed. Yeah. yeah. And even to this day, I mean, he is the inventor and mm-hmm. I am like, on the other side, but that's Mm -hmm. like what makes like the business run really great because like he's looking to the vision in the future so much and like inventing Mm -hmm. the next thing. And I'm like, all right, here Mm -hmm. we are. We got to stay grounded for a little bit Uh and then you can go do that. But so it's it's a good balance. Awesome. So there's so much to dive into there. So I want to jump back just a little bit where you talked about, you felt that pull as a young mother Mm -hmm. to work out. And then not being able to leave your baby. I think so many women can probably relate to that. There's so much pressure from our society and ourselves to get our body back. There's always, you know, people sharing pictures and I'm already running and it's only been this many weeks and I've lost this much weight. And there's just such a, almost like a competition sometimes. I agree. To how your body can rebound that sometimes we're not realistic on giving ourselves the self-care that we need just to ease into it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, 100% Mm -hmm. like that. And that was exactly how I was feeling. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it, but at the same time in the back of my mind, I was like, what is everyone going to think? Like, I don't look Mm -hmm. like I did. And you know, Mm -hmm. that's credit to my husband because even while he was developing this, like Mm -hmm. I wasn't in the greatest shape or anything like that, or even the right mindset, but like he was there and was like, you're in this video. Like this is about you. Like Mm -hmm the whole time. And so like looking back and like knowing from our first Kickstarter to like our last one, mm-hmm. like mindset where I am now, mm-hmm. it's just, the journey has been crazy. It's That's been so crazy. Beautiful. I love that. So what advice would you have to like new moms that are wanting to get their body back, but fighting that pull? Cause I completely know what you mean. Like you can't leave your child. Like yeah. I couldn't even take a shower 
without. Yeah, I remember taking right? my first shower and like putting the baby seat like on the floor, like outside the shower door and literally like opening the door to peek at my firstborn to be like, okay, you're still there. It's, you're still breathing. Nothing has happened. The chair hasn't fallen. Like it's such a heightened sense of anxiety with that new responsibility. Yeah, totally. I would just say, you know, give yourself grace. Like mm-hmm. there is a time where you just need to like be where you're at mm-hmm. and not even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the time because they grow mm-hmm. up so fast. They do. Yeah. They and, do. You know, if there's a day where you're feeling like go get it, mm-hmm. do a workout at home. Right. And if the next day you're not feeling it, you're mm-hmm. not feeling it. Right. And eventually it'll just become more of that routine. Yes. I love that. And then bringing good energy to it yeah. too. Not forced, you know. Exactly. Brutality that I have to do this. I'm slaving away. I'm forcing myself and yeah, just being gentle. I yeah. agree. Awesome. So talk to me more about Kickstarter. How did you know you wanted to do a Kickstarter? How did you research it? How, like that seems really overwhelming to me to think, oh, I'm just going to do a Kickstarter. Yeah. Super overwhelming. The first one, um, that was kind of the only way we were going to be able to bring this product to life. Mm-hmm. Anthony has to take all the credit for that. My husband, cause he was the one that researched all of that in the beginning. But when we rebranded, knowing that when you have a physical product Mm -hmm. and ours is like a beast, there's so many moving parts to it, it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And we did not want to give up our company at such a young age for investments. So Kickstarter is a great platform to really, you know, use to have a community for one. I mean, the community is so strong and Mm -hmm. so great, but also be able to bring your product to life or your new product, new and improved and not have to take away, mm-hmm. you know, that investment or that equity mm-hmm. of your company. Good. Awesome. So you would recommend it to somebody that really needed to have capital, but yes. wanted to maintain decision-making and control. And I like the aspect of the community that you said was there. Cause that does make a lot of sense to me. Cause I don't sign on for a Kickstarter unless I'm pretty passionate about the idea. Right, right. So I think you maybe have then a whole different group of clients that are more devoted to your concept than just marketing in general. Yes, and that's been like the super fun part about especially this Kickstarter. Our first one was like we were new to it, so we didn't exactly know how to keep everybody involved. Mm -hmm. But they were involved in the entire production run. Mm -hmm. So they knew the whole Mm -hmm. time. So it was so fun. And then when everybody got their product, it's like, holy cow, like mm-hmm. we have our product. It's a real thing. Like, so awesome. yeah. And then people are sharing and engaged and yes. connected. Yes. And we have like a private Facebook group for everybody and they're just so connected yeah. and just so uplifting. Like it's that community mm-hmm. that, especially as like young moms mm-hmm. that you want so bad, even yeah. as entrepreneurs, like yeah. it's lonely mm-hmm. and encouraging each other and then creating that space for grace mm-hmm. and growth, but yet balanced. Yes. Yeah, awesome. So how did you know, um, Janie, how did you know, you said that you rebranded. So how did you know that it was time to rebrand and change the name? What were your cues on that? And what kind of conversations did you have about that in your business? Yeah. So it started, we were yoga flexor and everybody was just associating us with yoga. Mm-hmm. And that's not who we are. We're a variety. So that's one of the things we like to bring to people is We can bring that boutique style fitness, that small community of like different things to your home. So Mm -hmm. HIIT, Pilates, yoga as well. Mm -hmm. But it was just purely everyone was thinking we were yoga. Mm -hmm. And so that's the community we were bringing. And then we would disappoint them. Okay. 
Yeah. And then we sense. didn't get the community that wanted the variety of different yeah. things. Yeah. Cause there is a lot of variety. Yeah. I've taken your classes before and it kind of reminds me, I've never done Pilates in a Pilates gym, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of some of the movements that I've seen before, right. like on online or on TV that I'm like, Oh, there's what, you know, what's, what is that thing called in Pilates? The reformer. The reformer. Yep. Yes. Like some of the moves mm-hmm. can mimic some of, I think what is done on there, but yet it is like weights with a resistance band. It's a lot of strength. Yeah. And it can be yoga too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things we found too, is like everybody was saying, this is great for Pilates. And at the time we didn't even know what Pilates was. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see mm-hmm. like the progression and now we're like more focused on that. Mm-hmm. So it's been super fun. And then what are you doing right now to support your community? I know you're doing some interesting things with the new launch. Can yes. You talk about that? So we have that Facebook group that I mentioned and within that Facebook group right now, we're doing live workouts at least once a week right now. Mm-hmm. And then come Middle September, we're going to be doing a live 12-week program. Oh, cool. Yeah. So four days out of the week, 5 a.m., I'll be up doing workouts with everybody live. Awesome. And then they can watch them later, too, if they're not morning people. Right, right. Oh, that would be great. So talk to me a little bit about what it's like to work with your husband. How How do you balance talking about the business versus shutting that down? How do you balance, you know, you said you kind of each have your own roles, mm-hmm. very pretty distinctive. So yeah. do you stay out of each other's space in the, in those components or how does that work? We definitely don't stay out of each other's space <laughs> <laughs> and it's still a working progress, mm-hmm. but we've definitely found our, like our strengths and we've kind of talked about like before, you know, we would maybe comment on something the other person was doing and it, we either of us took it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And so we quickly found out what works best for us. Like for me, don't call me out in front of people Mm -hmm. because I will shut down. And that's just the way I am. And Mm -hmm. he's the opposite. Like Mm -hmm. call me out in front of people, like, because Uh I need to be. Uh Um, but so that's kind of been just like touch and go and like Mm -hmm. figuring out what works best for us. But in terms of like shutting it off and things, Mm -hmm. that's been difficult for us Mm -hmm. because we are so passionate um, but for our son, we have to do that. So mm-hmm. there's usually like a couple hours mm-hmm. in the night where it's just us three, you know, whether our son is huge into like any sport you could ever mm-hmm. imagine. So it's just usually constantly with a ball playing something in the backyard. Uh-huh. Um, what else? We have grown so much. You've just, grown so much as oh, a couple through this yes, process. And just learned mm-hmm. like each other's strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is just showing each other support because mm-hmm. that's a hard thing when you're in the trenches mm-hmm. of all of it is showing each other support because it's so hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And we both need that uplifting. Like, hey, I acknowledge that you just spent four hours developing this worksheet or this mm-hmm. like pamphlet that we needed to do. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. Right. Rather than like just going into, oh, you need to fix this and critiquing it right away. Right. Yeah. Making sure that there's a lot of balance to the feedback. Yes. And the sandwich effect. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the sandwich way of delivering, <laughs> delivering feedback. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. It must be really interesting to see each other in that. It kind of reminds me too, like birthing a child. It, I think a business is a lot like a child and you guys are almost like birthing another child together in this. And that's what it totally is. So it came about, that's what we always say. Like we had kids like around the same two kids at the same mm-hmm. time, because 
this company was born mm-hmm. six weeks after our son. Mm-hmm. So now everyone asks us, when are you going to have kids again? You know, that mm-hmm. dreaded question. And mm-hmm. it's like, we have to. We like, have to. Oh We're my busy. gosh. Yeah. yeah. So did you ever see yourself doing this? No. Because so, you have a different background. So yeah. do you want to share kind of what your, what your background is yeah. before this all came about? I'd love to. Um, so I went to school to be a speech language pathologist and I still love my job. Mm-hmm. And before when this company was all starting, I was feeling like that almost resentment towards like my job on having to go. Yeah. And it took so much self work. And so like just sitting in silence by myself to realize, Hey, this is a bridge. Yes. If Anthony wouldn't have invented this thing, Mm -hmm. you would be doing what uh, being a speech language pathologist the rest of your life. Exactly. So it's just, that's so, that's so important. I, I have fought that same thing because I have so many other interests in addition to my corporate job. So same kind of experience where that push and pull inside of it should look like this. It, why isn't it this yet? And then kind of just letting go Yeah. and being like, okay, maybe this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Maybe I'm supposed to be experiencing the corporate world and all of the mindfulness and meditation teaching because they play off each other yes. and work together and creates credibility and authenticity. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love it too, because so many people that have our product will say, Hey, I'm so busy. I can't get this in. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. So let's do it together. Let's find time to make at least 20 minutes together. Yes. And let's like stop the excuses. Now, sometimes, like I said, excuses are okay. Like Mm -hmm. you just have to give yourself grace, but Mm -hmm. it's cool because I have that balance too. Yeah. And I love that you use the term bridge because that's what I would call some of those um, like having a job that maybe is going to lead you to another space mm-hmm. is a bridge job to yeah. me. Like it's your, it has a purpose, whether it's creating funding for your company or getting you skills that you need for another phase right. of life. So sometimes those are called bridge jobs to me. So they're perfect. Yeah. Do you find, I think this is also interesting. So when you said that people say they're busy and you're like, well, I am too. And then you can offer the fact that you do all of this. Plus you work Mm -hmm. your regular job. So I think there's such a misnomer out there that being self-employed is easy. No, it's, (laughs) it's, I, it's way harder Mm -hmm. because you can't find a way to shut it off. Yeah. And sometimes it's like that physical space Mm -hmm. where like, you need to like work here mm-hmm. and be at home here because you, you can't shut it off. Mm-hmm. And that's been another balancing that Anthony and I have had to work on too because when I get home, sometimes I am just exhausted because I've been with people all day mm-hmm. and he's the opposite and he's like ready to go. Yeah. And I'm like, I need 30 seconds, like 30 yeah. minutes, yeah. but I need to respect him at the same time and give him yeah. what he needs. Yeah. So. Self-employed is way harder. I totally agree. Yeah. I just think it's kind of, I think it's mainly because people are seeking that freedom and flexibility. So to them, they're like, if I was self-employed, here's what I would do with it. And then you don't realize it's actually a lot more hours than a regular job. But it's more fulfilling too, unless your job is fulfilling outside, but yeah. Yeah, because you're doing what you love. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit then. You talked about balance and kind of getting yourself grounded. So what tools do you use to create that? for your self-care? Yes. So six months ago, self-care was very sporadic and like Mm -hmm. basically just the movement and working out. And that was the main thing that I did. And then I decided I was having trouble staying awake at night to get stuff done. 
but then also having trouble waking up in the morning to get up earlier. And I was like drinking coffee 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. I would chug a cup of coffee at night and then fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And so finally I was just like, you know what? I'm a morning person. So my day starts at three 30, mm -hmm. which some people wow. think is crazy, yeah. but it's the me time. Mm -hmm. I know for two hours, mm -hmm. it's just going to be me. Mm -hmm. I get to hear like the crickets outside, sometimes go sit outside and just like have those moments, have a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. get my movement in. And then also just like, it's more of the time to work on the business mm -hmm. rather than in it. So mm -hmm. it's the time to just cast that vision of mm -hmm. what I want to do. And yeah. yeah, so that's kind of been my me time. Yeah, that's awesome. I love waking up to a dark house when everyone's yes. sleeping and you know it's all yours. It feels really good. There's something magical about yeah. it. So magical. Yeah. So what would you recommend to someone who's struggling to find that space in their life? They feel like they just literally, you know, wake up, take care of kids, hit the shower, grab their stuff, load everybody in a car. And then when they come home, it's make dinner and then clean it up and then get the kids to bed. And then they're like, well, where do I squeeze in? Like, how do I start creating any space within that chaos? Yeah. So if you can get up earlier, that's mm -hmm. great because then you're not starting in a reactive mm -hmm you know, type of situation, but that's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then again, you have to give yourself grace. So mm -hmm. finding even if it just starts off at five minutes a day, mm -hmm. even if it has to be sitting in your car, yes, just in silence, mm -hmm. five minutes before I walk in the house, mm -hmm. maybe that's all you start off with. And then eventually just trying to find mm -hmm. more of those five, 10, 15 minutes throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Um, I know another thing that we've kind of stumbled on recently in some of our back and forth emails mm -hmm. is the subject of fear. Yes. So how many times or what have been some of the significant things that have happened throughout your business life so far where you've had to really up level and face a fear and what, what can you share what one of those looks yeah. like? Yeah. Oh, there's so many. I'll just start with like the first like huge one that we had. And it wasn't necessarily, it was my fear. It was our fear, I should say. So when Anthony decided to quit his job, that was like a huge thing. We had just, you know, had our son. He was pretty young still. I had just started work because I got pregnant in grad school. So I was also trying to finish that. And I had just finally got my job. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, everybody, we were still so young. So family, friends, nobody really understood like our vision and our dream. So like facing that fear between like, what is everybody thinking? Mm -hmm. And it was hard. Mm -hmm. So many times we were like trying to make excuses for why we weren't going to do things with our friends when really all we needed to say was, hey, we're working like on our dream. Uh -huh. And so we're sacrificing other things. Mm -hmm. And now that people understand it's, been so much easier because we still do have to give up things. Right. And that's just the way it works. We're a business, so we have to be around for it. Yes. Um, another one, this, I feel like Anthony and I were just talking about, this is the year of me like up leveling and becoming super uncomfortable, like mm -hmm. three fourths of the time. Mm -hmm. So there's just been so many instances. I went to camp climb, which is like a female retreat in Iowa mm -hmm. for female creatives. And I stepped out of my comfort zone there. I'm doing, you know, the online workouts, lives, which mm -hmm. those are scary. Yeah. Yeah. And just letting myself, like when I feel like intuitively that I need to share something, mm -hmm. that five, four, three, two, one Mel Robbins thing, yes. like just do it. Yes. 
I was going to ask you if you use anything to get yourself there and yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mel Robbins has the, um, teaching that just, you basically just do it scared, but you count down. And then when you reach one from five, four, three, two, one, and then when you reach one, you just go. Yeah. So whether it's asking somebody out on a date or doing a video live or asking for a sale, whatever it is, you just, yeah. you just go. And anything, even like when you feel like you're supposed to be doing, if it's like brushing your teeth at night, mm-hmm. you're laying there. Yeah. I don't want to brush Five, four, three, two, one. Go, go brush your teeth. Yeah. yeah. And getting out of bed yeah. would be a good one to mm-hmm. that too. That's so interesting too that you said how, you know, when you're creating something that's unlike what most people are doing, how hard it is. There's so much, I feel like, limiting beliefs out there. Yes. Yeah. In how life should look and how, you know, you should have a job and you should both have a job and you should buy a house and you should have kids. And there's a certain understanding of what normal life looks like. And then when you break that mold, how hard that is for some people around you to be supportive when I know they're trying to be loving and caring, but it's really just them exposing their limiting beliefs to you. So did you find yourself not sharing part of your journey with certain people when you ran into that or how did you handle that? That is so funny that you say that. Yes. So it was probably even, oh my goodness, seven months after Anthony had quit his job and he was in turfgrass management prior. So no experience with any of this either. And he worked on athletic fields. So we would be introduced introducing ourselves and they would ask what he did. And for like six months after he quit his job, Oh, I do turf grass management. <laughs> like, so we just had that fear of what yeah. people would think or just like having to explain it. Cause mm-hmm. we had had to explain it so often because mm-hmm. it's not very often like you run into somebody with that innovative mindset, right? Especially in a small rural area. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. How about, can you talk to me a little bit about what you think you're here for? And I'm going to ask you in a really deep way. So what, what is your purpose that you feel right now is your message, your purpose on earth in this life? Yeah. So I know this is going to change as like we progress and everything right now. I'm on this big thing of like empowering people, mm-hmm. mainly women, because that's who are like coming to our product and things, but like to find your passion, your meaning, your purpose in life, mm-hmm. there's something so fulfilling about like supporting each other mm-hmm. and being there for the journey. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like my biggest thing right now is I just want to empower people to be yeah. the best that they can be. Yeah. Because you felt it, what it feels like for yes. you to be lit up oh, and so much passion and then wanting that for other people. Totally. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just encouraging them that there is something. I think a lot of people feel like, you know, so if somebody's on the outside looking at you, they're like, well, that's great, Janie. You've got this great product and I can see why you're passionate about it, but I don't have anything. Right. So how, what would you say in terms of like how to find your passion or what would be some suggestions? Yeah. Do the journaling, do Mm -hmm. a brain dump of Mm -hmm. what you want your future to look like what you envision Mm -hmm. yourself doing Mm -hmm. and then figure out your passions. There's going to be some type of pattern there Mm -hmm. and then do it. Yeah. Like try it. Even if it's not like something as crazy as quitting your job, right. You know, try it on the side and then maybe it turns out into a job or try something new with somebody that, Oh, I think that thing that they're doing is cool. Yeah. Let me find a way to get involved. Yeah, exactly. Your curiosity, I feel like is a really good leader 
for, you know, so whatever you're curious in, yeah, will come out in your journaling, your writing, your visualization, and then, yeah, just follow it. I think that's great advice. Yeah. And I think social media too can be so pretty. Mm -hmm. It's not always pretty. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is hard. I totally agree. How about, have you ever had an experience on your business journey or personally where you felt like you've had a supernatural experience or a mystical experience where you felt spoken to, led? I feel like it's kind of been just a combination of not necessarily like one just specific moment, but through when I've been starting to meditate, I still am not 100% perfect, but that's the beauty in it, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Just like envisioning these things, like Mm -hmm. of what I'm going to do or just I drive my car and half the time it's silent Mm -hmm. and it's just envisioning the future or things coming to me. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Like how, when you manifest that Mm -hmm. things come up, I was just telling you before Mm -hmm. we started this nine months ago, I wrote in my journal that I was going to be on a podcast and (laughs) here we are. And here we are. Yeah. So, and it's just those little things are like manifesting like the camp climb thing. Mm -hmm. That was a huge thing for me. Like my first like true experience Mm -hmm. of doing workouts with people on a bigger level Mm -hmm. and then also just like being a leader and it's fun isn't it fun when you envision something and put it out there and then later you see it come true and sometimes you don't even realize it right away and then you're like oh my gosh I wrote that down yeah or this is what I said I wanted yeah two years ago it's crazy and it's so Mm -hmm. true it is so Mm -hmm. true and it happens yeah which makes so much sense. I mean, I think a lot of times when people talk, hear the word manifesting, they're like, I don't know what all that woo-woo stuff is. And they, they kind of like resist it. But if you think about it just in terms of literally, you can't have something happen in your life until you first think of it. Right. And so you, you must first have the thought. Yes. And just allowing like that abundant vibration, you know, like yeah. just that come to me and not just like the scarcity. Yes. I think that's the hardest thing. And you introduced me to Kyle Cease. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's amazing. He I was just him. on Lewis Howe's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. He's so good. Yes. I just talking him. about like changing, like how you think about things, you know, yes. even if it's, oh, what, what did he say? I'm trying to think. He always says, one of the latest teachings that he's giving, which I love because this speaks to manifestation, is so it's more than just your thought. It's it's like you said, it's the vibrational frequency that mm-hmm. you bring to the thought. You have to have the feeling with it of abundance and that it's possible. And so that it's possible to the point you almost don't even seek it or desire it anymore. It just... So it's, Kyle always says something like, if you want it, you're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. You have to be so okay with how everything is and just know magic and abundance is coming to you that whatever form it comes in is perfect. Yes. And it's when we're seeking and wanting and desiring that we almost have like a lack energy that comes with it. Yes. And it's, it's totally true. And I love how you say, be where you are. Mm-hmm. That is, it's so important. Mm-hmm. If I did, if I wasn't okay with where I was right now, not being like full-time flow body, which is my dream, Mm -hmm. but we wouldn't be going where we are now. Right. And the reason you're not full-time flow body yet is because there's still something to learn where you are. Right. Right. That that will serve you and your path down the road. I appreciate that. Yes. So there's a purpose for it. Yeah. You always bring me so much wisdom. Oh, you're so sweet. So when you talk about your community that you've built through the Kickstarter and the online Facebook group and everything, what do you think is the number one obstacle or struggle that the women in your community are having? And then how do you 
encourage them through that? What's your teaching for them on that? Making time for sure is a huge one. And then being a beginner. Oh, I love That's that. another one. Everyone's like, I'm a beginner. I don't know how to start. I can't mm-hmm. do these workouts. And one of our sayings um, at Flow Body is do you for you. So be where you are, meet yourself where you are. If you're modifying 100% of the time during the workout, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're aware enough to modify and not just try to keep up with people Mm -hmm. is so much more important than being able to do the most advanced workout. And then just the time, I think that's just making that commitment. And even if it's, you know, 10 minutes, that's okay. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes is great. I love that. You moved your body for 10 minutes. Yeah. I love that. I love that being a beginner. That's so true. Kyle Seuss has a saying that says, what do you mean you don't know how to do the thing? You learn how to do the thing when you do the thing. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) That makes so much sense because people sometimes have so much resistance. Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, that's kind of the point of actually Mm -hmm. going and doing it. Yeah. And I love that. And I think as moms too, because that's a lot of our community, how great to show that to your children. Like, I'm a beginner mm-hmm. and I'm trying something new. I'm being brave. Absolutely. That's so important. Yes. We teach so much more by our example than our words. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun. Yes. Thank you for having me. Seriously, if so much you've done for me. I remember sitting in your first meditation and like I was just in tears Aww. afterwards. So you have brought meditation to me and I'm so grateful for you. Thanks, honey. Yes. Love ya. Love you. So if you guys want to check out Janie's work and the community, where can they find you? Yes. So all social media platforms were at Flowbody Fitness. Um, Flowbody.com is where you're going to find um, any of our products or anything like that, any more information. And then I'm at Janie Kogakis on Instagram. So Awesome. Well, I highly encourage everyone to check out Flowbody, go online, see what they have to offer. It's an amazing workout. Every time I do it, I'm like so sore and in a good way. And it's an, a workout unlike anything I've ever done. I was a weights girl and a running girl turned yoga. And then I started doing Janie's classes and I was like, oh, wow, I am like sore in places I right? have never been Those sore before. Those little accessory muscles. Yes. Yeah, so it's amazing. And we'll put everything in the show notes, too, on the Podbean website. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Have a wonderful day. So since we're at the end of the podcast, I'd like to start a new thing at the end of every podcast, and that is a call for action. So it's really great to spend time in meditation, and then we want to make sure that we balance that with a little bit of action. So if these feel aligned for you, I'm going to start leaving an action step at the end of every podcast. So for this action step, since we talked so much with Janie about facing fears and up-leveling, I want you to pick one thing that you could do this week that feels really uncomfortable for you. So it could be like a live video. It could be having a difficult conversation with somebody, but something you've either been contemplating doing or think of something new that just sounds a little bit scary. Maybe take a new class, um, ask somebody to coffee that you really want to get to know. Do one thing out of your comfort zone. So that's your action step for the week. And I would love to hear from you on social media, what you did and how it went. So reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at be where you are. Same on Facebook. You can go to be where you are on Facebook or the solstice space on either Instagram or Facebook. And I'd just love to hear from you.